Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the third ever episode of the Corn Fed Sports and Entertainment Podcast. This is your co-host, Eric, and thanks for tuning in. Hey, Tim, is this heaven? No, this is Corn Fed Sports and Entertainment Podcast. Welcome aboard. <laughs> thanks, everybody, for tuning in, like we said earlier. And before we get started tonight, we got a very busy episode full of a lot of stuff. But before we get started, I just want to throw a thanks out for everybody that's, uh, you know, giving us a follow uh a like, a share, or a listen to the podcast. We've been uh, pretty overwhelmed and happy with what we've gotten so far. We have uh, got 102 listens for the episode this week, which surpassed our goal. So I don't know about Tim, but I was super jacked. Yeah, about. I was very excited. Way more than I thought we'd get. So yeah, so, thank you for everyone that's yep. listening. So we'll uh, keep it going for you guys. And thanks for listening. Um, if you want to check us out on Twitter, our handle's at Corn, Corn Sports. Our Instagram is CornFedSports1. And our Facebook is www.facebook.com backslash cornfedsports1. All right, Tim, you ready to dive right in tonight? Yeah, let's start. All right, we got that rapid minute going again. Uh, it was a huge success. I got a lot of messages about it. Everybody said they uh, loved it, so we thought we'd stick with it for the night. <coughs> so question number one, Tim, what is your top five current athletes? All right, so my top five current athletes, we're going to go with Shohei Itani is probably my <laughs> currently my favorite athlete. Big man crush. Just love that man. I mean, I had him on my fantasy team this year several times. He was on and off as he got hurt. But can pitch, can hit, just stud. He's awesome. Can't go wrong with him. <laughs> Wish the Cubs would have got him. I agree. He would have um, been awesome in right field. Then Anthony Rizzo, obviously the man who kind of started the whole Cubs resurgence, and he's just he's the captain. Just yep. can't get over how much I love him. Then the Greek freak. Love him. He's really kind of redone the Bucks and got them into being a contender, so big fan. And then guy we just saw play a few minutes ago, Patrick Mahomes, became a big fan of him this year. Really just like the way he plays, plays with a flair, kind of like Brett Favre used to do, throws the ball a lot. Good dude, too. Good dude, yeah. Seems like a really fun, fun guy. And then my fifth uh, current favorite athlete, this also comes in my all-time later, is uh, Tiger Woods. Just mm. got a lot of issues off the course, obviously, but just... He's the one that got me into golf and got me loving golf, and so I just I'll stop anything I'm doing to watch Tiger play. <laughs> I remember when he was in the race here about uh-huh. a couple months ago, and, the British Open. Yeah, and you text me like, "We are officially on Tiger Watch." <laughs> it was so much fun. I love having him back. Oh yeah, it's good for the sport of golf as a whole, so it's good to see. Yep. But uh, my top five current <coughs> athletes, uh, kind of this kind of the same vibe, but <coughs> number one, uh, I'm gonna go with Russell Westbrook. I just Love the guy, love his energy, love his passion, and I'm a Thunder fan, obviously. So you gotta love him if you're a Thunder fan. Yep, and he's just, I don't know, he gets a lot of guff, but I don't know, I just love him and love how hard he plays, so he can't go wrong with that. And plus he stayed with Oklahoma yep. City when he could have left real easily and joined and the Lakers, so. A lot of people thought he was going to. Should have a statue so. outside the arena. He will someday, for sure. Then uh, another one of my favorite athletes is also Anthony Rizzo. Can't, can't say enough about him, like Tim said, he kind of, you know, he was with the Cubs for a couple crappy years and was the face of the franchise and then uh we got going and he became the captain vocal leader and i always remember kind of when he took over like you knew like the cubs weren't messing around anymore that they i think it was 2014 when uh we were bad obviously and chapman was pitching for the reds and he he threw a couple of questionable pitches at uh somebody's head i can't remember who and then uh, the next uh, half inning, Rizzo came out to first base, base which was close to the Cincinnati uh, dugout. 
And he literally looked like he was about to fight the whole team. I think he wanted to. Do you remember that, though? Yes. That was awesome. Got right in front of their like, dugout, was ready to brawl. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it awesome. right now. So that's, and that was kind of the start of the hey that we're not going to be pushed around anymore. Not yep. the lovable losers. Yep, I agree. And ever since then, I've just loved him. Just had a special place in my heart for the captain. <laughs> so then uh, my next athlete, I'm, I'm going to stick with the Cubs here. Oh, I'm changing my list. I just thought of somebody. But sticking with the Cubs, Wilson Contreras. I love Willie. I don't know why. I just love the man. He, he's also kind of one of those energy dudes, you know. Goes out, has fun. Fist pumping everywhere. Not afraid to get in somebody's play, yeah, face. That one game playoff when he walked a couple times against the Rockies. <laughs> he, he was just hopping He was up. going nuts over a walk. <laughs> yeah. And just, um, you know, has, he came up to the league and was super successful. And then was catching Game 7 of the World Series. So... I want to ask about that because I remember that get one game playoff. How old he he would have done if he'd have hit a walk off homer? Um, he might have had a heart attack. I think if he'd have broke the bat for sure, <laughs> he's it'd awesome. have been it'd have been wild. He's awesome. I love him. But then my fourth favorite athlete, um, I'm gonna have to go with Josh Jackson, the cornerback for the Packers. Um, he played at Iowa, as most of you corn fed listeners know. So kind of you know liked him a lot there. And then he went to Green Bay, which is also my favorite team. But then this fall, I was in uh, Iowa City for. Uh, for an Iowa football game, they play. We're playing Rutgers, and we won. Or no, 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 no. beats Rutgers. We were playing Maryland, I think. Yep, Maryland. When we won, because everybody beats them too in football. It's but uh, we were walking downtown Iowa City that night, uh, going to the bar for for a few. And me and my buddy Wes, who was on the show last week, uh, special shout out Wes. Thanks for being last week. But we were walking downtown. Him, me, and my uh, girlfriend Shauna, and we we're walking downtown. And all of a sudden, me and Wes look over, like, uh, and he's, Wes is like, oh, I think that's Josh Jackson. I'm like, yeah, I think it is. And, you know, we're just being kind of chickens, you know. <laughs> Not going up to him, because, yeah, I mean, you know, the NFL players get all the attention, whatever. So we keep walking, and all of a sudden, I turn around, and I'm like, where is my girlfriend at? <laughs> I can't find her. I'm looking around, and I look over, and she's strutting towards him. And I'm like, oh, my God. So we go <laughs> over there. Then they're, like, laughing and Shauna tells a story. He's like, yeah, I asked him if he was Josh Johnson. <laughs> and he's like, um, Jackson? I'm Josh Jackson? And so it kind of went from there, and we hung out the rest of the night. He's actually a great dude, uh, down-to-earth guy, and a lot of fun to hang out with. So, um, yeah, I look forward to seeing him do some special things, hopefully on the field next year. So thanks uh, for meeting you, and it was a blast. But And then I'm going to have to go with my uh, – I think that was my fourth, right? Correct. So then I think I'm going to go with my fifth. It's kind of a tough one, but, you know, there's so many athletes out there. <laughs> there is a lot of athletes. There is, but I'm going to have to go with uh, De'Aaron Fox for the Sacramento Kings. Did not see that one coming. Nope, nope. That one came out of nowhere. He's Who was the other one on the list? I had I had Javi Baez on there. You got to love El Marco, but yeah, okay. But I just love, I mean, I mean, I had two Cubs on there, so I figured, you know, I could mix it up a little bit. But De'Aaron Fox, he's a little... Great young player. He's really grown a lot. Um, Remember when he schooled Lonzo Ball in yeah. the tournament when he yep. was with Kentucky? Just think if the Lakers would have drafted him instead of Lonzo. Your boy's out four to six weeks. I too. saw that. I almost cried. But yeah, I almost put him on my list. I'm surprised he didn't. <laughs> but Darren Fox, he's a growing player and he's a lot of fun to watch. And I don't know. I just. Something about the Kings, I don't know. You know, they've been so bad for such a long time. They're but. fun. They're definitely fun. They have a great GM there, or owner. Vladi, their owner, or their GM? He's president or something. Something. They, their uh, owner's like a, some Indian guy. Okay, the Maloof brothers don't own them anymore? Uh-uh. That's what I remember. 
But I don't know. You got anything else to add? No, me? let's great. Let's let's get in now. To we'll start with you actually this time. Sounds good. We'll go the top five athletes of all time. These are people that are no longer playing. So we'll just see what you got there. Yep. This was pretty tough for me because five is pretty hard to narrow down. I I'm sure you can attest to that. Oh, very hard. But number one, I'm definitely gonna have to go with Oscar Robinson just because I loved him. You know, triple double, one of the mm-hmm. most. Famous basketball players ever, and nobody ever thought that would happen again until a few years ago, obviously. But love him. Just I've watched up a lot of old highlights about him. I actually have his jersey, which is awesome. It's <laughs> <That's> pretty awesome. <laughs> but great guy, great player, did a lot for the NBA. Um, my uh, second athlete of all time is uh, Larry Legend himself, Larry Bird. I'm, who doesn't love Larry Bird? Let's be honest. Celtics, 80s. Played hard, you know. For Really the first, one of the first great, like... In the modern era, of great white basketball players of all time, too, you know? He came from corn-fed country, too, so you yeah. gotta love him. Yep, even better. Midwest boy. My third... This was... My third one is some of the reason I got into the NBA as much as I did, honestly. Um, Hakeem Olajuwon. I loved him. Um, I actually... You know, I was a Rockets fan when I was really young, and then he went to the Raptors for, like, one year, and that's just so happened to be the team Vince Carter was on. So then I was a Raptors fan after that, because I just followed him in, like, 2000, I think he went there, 2001. So, and then my fourth one, Tim might be surprised by this, but a big, big Mickey Mantle fan. Just a little bit of surprise. Great player, you know, Yankees, uh, won a lot of titles, and he's, you know, one of the most famous baseball players of all time, I would say, top Oh, 10, for sure, 10. definitely top 10, top so, 20. And then my last one, um, it's got to be Brett Favre. <laughs> Grew up watching him, you know, had a great time watching him, learned a lot about football just from watching him, and... I know that's a lot of my childhood football memories is him running around being silly, goofy, and having a blast and talking trash and making the other team look silly. So there's my top five. It's a great list. So, uh, so my top five, I'm going to start a lot of baseball in mine. Obviously, baseball is my favorite sport, and so that's kind of what I grew up with and what I've known. My first one is going to be um, Tony Gwynn. I just love the way he hit, how he just would go to all fields, couldn't throw a ball by him. Just wasn't a great power hitter, but just a great average hitter just love the way he played the game always wore number 19 when I played little league in high school and all that always wore number 19 and honor him just loved him um, my second favorite of all time going way back is Lou Gehrig mm-hmm. I played first base That's growing up and I just just love the way he played too just and he's a gentleman just a true legend of the sport um, my third favorite is Eric mentioned was is Brett Favre um, Brett was the Packers to me. I can honestly say I saw probably on TV every single one of Brett Favre's games. We never, oh, yeah. ever missed a Packer game. And I remember the first game he came in. And I just remember my dad screaming to get him out of the game because he couldn't stand the kid. And it was, just, it was fun to watch him grow and watch him build a team and eventually win a Super Bowl. And then even with the Vikings, how he continued just doing Jets, just kept going on. Um, my fourth... Favorite of all time is Ron Sano. And just, mm. I think I started to like him more. As a kid growing up, we didn't have cable or anything, so we didn't watch a lot of Cubs games. We listened to him all the time. And it was just his love of the Cubs that kind of drew me in. And just his passion and his energy for the team. And just how he fought diabetes and just never gave up and never gave up hope. It was just, I love him. Just, yeah. well, he's probably my number one all-time favorite I, athlete. I always remember in that, that 2008, you know, when we won the back-to-back mm-hmm. uh, division titles. The one year when we clinched, I went out to my car and turned on the radio just because mm-hmm. I wanted to hear what he sounded like. Oh, he's just out. so excited. Yep. My favorite Ron Sano story of all time actually is 
I remember in 2000, or 1998, we were playing the Brewers and we were in the pennant race and Brant Brown dropped a ball. Oh, and hit I just hit him glove ball. and cost us the game. And I still remember Ron just screaming, oh no, at the top of his lungs. <laughs> and Pat Hughes tells the story about how he's like, I went to the clubhouse and there was the manager of the Cubs, Jim Riggleman, consoling Ron Sanders. I'd never seen a player or coach consoling the announcer. Yeah. He's like, he had just lost a tough game. He was trying to console the announcer because Ron was so torn up. Wow. And it's just, he's just, he's just unbelievable. Awesome. Yeah. It's just. And then my last favorite athlete of all time, this might surprise Eric a little bit, is um, Tim Duncan. Oh, I just, wow. That I remember, does surprise me. I watched draft night. I remember the night he got drafted from Wake Forest. Watched his whole career. My family, kind of Spurs fans growing up, we loved David Robinson, so we just started to become Duncan fans. And I just loved the way he played the game, too. Quiet and just went about his business and won championships. Little bank shot he for always sure. hit. So, yeah, those are my five favorite athletes. Did it the right way, for sure. For sure. But... When Tim was talking about Tony Gwynn, I just decided to look up his stats just because I knew, you know, he was a great hitter and whatnot. But his career average, not this one year or for like in his prime, his career average was 338. Yeah. That's insane. What, do, they, do they have his 1994? What was his average in 1994? 1994. The strike shortened year. Where was he batting? 394. He was going for 400 that year. He was yeah, going he, for 400 that summer when they... Canceled the season. Yeah, and he still played 110 games. Yes, yeah, he was batting for oh 94. He was going to go for 400 that year. He would have really challenged it. And I wish it would have happened because it would have been fun to watch. Yeah. So we go for 400. Obviously, the only person to ever do that in history is Ted Williams. And that was the last run that anyone's ever came close was oh, Tony Gwynn in 94. I did not know that, Tim. That's a good little mm-hmm. tidbit. But He was absolute superstar. He's dead way too soon, but yep. superstar. It's sad. but so. yep. yep, so those are good. Well, shall we move on to the next one? Sure. Well, this one's a little more geared towards... Just all of sports uh, in general. Uh, currently, um, let's talk about the best rivalries you've seen in sports today, Tim. So I okay, I thought a lot about this one. It's there's a I, lot of good rivalries, and they, there is. But I kind of started to think about it, and a lot of the rivalries that I came up with first have come and gone. Like Yankees Red Sox is great, but I don't think it's as good as it was early two thousands when they were battling. Or I mean, then too. in the early 2000s, Kings Lakers was oh, must see television. There, those NBA C-Wan. playoff series with Stokovic and Bibby and those, those were boys, great, two great teams. Oh, too. and they had monster. But now that's not a rivalry. You don't no. think of that. But there's just the one to me that always is great. It's, there's a couple of Cubs Cardinals, which is getting a little more spice. Now. It's getting more spice. We'll, we'll get talk that. about that later. But yeah. I just that is always going to be good. I think. I would agree. And then and that's a real rivalry. I don't think that's something the fans. Drop like Cubs White Sox. I think that's more the fans than the yeah, players. I, I don't agree. think the players really care. I would agree. And then the other one for me is Ohio State Michigan. Yep, that game is just no matter who, how the records or anything, it's just a great game. But and my favorite rivalry is Iowa Iowa State. Yep, I just love that football game every year. We get killed every year, but it's just it's such a fun such it a is. fun game. It but is, but I don't think that competes to the levels national. of national yeah. rivalries. But it's a, for the for the state, it's a fun rivalry. Yep, and it's. It's usually always televised, which it is always televised. And yeah, it's early in the season, so both teams have a lot of hope, and yep, it's just a fun game. I would agree with you know pretty much your whole list, but there's one that I mean I obviously can attest to, not attest to, but I always think of first, I guess. Um, Duke, North Carolina, and basketball. That's another one. A lot like Michigan, Ohio State, no matter what the records. Yep, they're gonna bring it, and that game's coming up soon, I believe. They'll play. Do they? I think. Let me pull it up. I yeah. think they play twice. Yeah, they it seems like they do. usually play both places. Yep, because why wouldn't you want to play at both? But let me look places. it up. And then sometimes they play in the ACC tournament a lot of times. Yep. Two, uh, so that would be one. I think two games I would want to attend for sure of rivalries would definitely be Ohio State Michigan football, 
and then Duke, North Carolina basketball. Yeah, they play twice. They play on the 20th of February and then again on the 9th of March. Tennessee. So a little bit, yeah. A little bit, yeah. But yeah, they'll, and I, I'd love to see a game at Cameron Indoor Stadium. Just, oh, that would be just see the crazies and how they go about it. Just see the, the how they camp out before games. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. But, I mean, there's a lot of good rivalries in sports, but I think those definitely kind of take the upper And then, like we line. said, those ones are the ones that are going to stay no matter what yep. is happening. No matter who's coaching, no matter if, if the teams are good teams or bad. Suck, yeah. yeah. It's just you want to beat them. I would agree. So. Or some of the other ones just kind of come and go are cyclical. Yep. So I would agree. But, yeah. Um, well, let's move on to the next one. We got we got a couple more questions on the Rapid Minute than we did last week. We... Since everybody loved it so much, and it's it's a lot of fun to talk about, honestly, and I learned a little bit about it. I do too, yeah. So, but the next question we got is, uh, what's the best game you've ever seen in person? We'll let you start on that one. <laughs> I've seen a lot of good games in my lifetime. Um, I've, I remember like one of the first Cubs games I ever went to, I was, I don't even know, Sammy Sosa and Mike Piazza was still playing, so it was, mm-hmm. I was maybe 10, 9. Because, I mean, I always remember we were up high, and... That's before they did all the renovations, and it was, you know, it was just Wrigley, you know, old school Wrigley. And we were up there, and I always remember the first two at-bats of Sammy Sosa's, uh, that game that I was at, he hit two bombs. And I just remember being so pumped, because I was like 10 years old, you know, so I... Sammy never lets you down, it seems like. No. You can always go to the ball yard and see Sammy. Always put on a show. And and then I'm, I've been to a lot of good uh, games recently, too. Um, Cubs games, I went to, uh, we went to an 18-inning game with the Yankees, and it was freezing cold. <laughs> Sunday night. And then, yep. And then I touched on this game earlier, but I saw a no-hitter pitched by Cole Hamels against the Cubs, which, I mean, you don't get to say you saw that in person. Like, how many That's people, pretty awesome. You know? And then I've seen a lot of good Iowa football games. I've seen some more. They've won an overtime That's against... debatable. <laughs> they've won an overtime against Northwestern. I remember one game when I was in high school. Illinois was ranked back when they had, like, <laughs> Ju- Juice, Juice Williams. Williams. Yeah. The year they went to the Rose Bowl? Yep. Aurelius Ben, good uh, Richard Mendenhall. That was a good <laughs> Illinois team. That is a good Illinois <laughs> But they won an overtime against them. Or not, I don't know if it was overtime, but they won on like a last-second interception, which was awesome to see. So been to a lot of good games, but those kind of, you know, I stick out in my mind the most. Okay. But what about you, Tim? Uh, there's a couple that really stick out to me. One was, like you said, go to Wrigley as a kid. And the one that sticks out to me was same kind of thing. Shaw Sammy hit a couple homers. It was a back-and-forth game. And then I think it must have been – I don't even know what year. This maybe 03. Two oh three oh four somewhere in there. Yeah, Bill Miller hit a walk off three run homer for the Cubs, and to see Wrigley going that crazy, they were singing "Go Cubs, Go" after a walk off homer, and that was just—I'll never forget that yeah. as long as I live. And that was just—and I'll never forget—we actually insulted um, the Braves Hall of Fame broadcaster Skip Carey. He was oh, doing yeah. games. We thought it was Pat Hughes. This was before we watched the games on the internet. You didn't know yep. who the announcers were, and we thought it was Pat Hughes. And we saw him in the tunnel, and my dad went up to him and shook his hand. He's like, "Wasn't that a great game today?" And I remember he just like <laughs> pushed my dad away and said, depends which team you're rooting for. And like huffed away. My dad's like, I don't think that was Pat Hughes. <laughs> and then we got home, we looked at some pictures and we're like, nope, that was the Braves announcer. And, I looked, <laughs> and that was a great Braves teams back then. So it was really yeah. a big deal to beat them. Glavin, Maddox, yep. Smoltz. And then the other one I went to was on the bad side of Cubs Brewers. Yeah. Went to see Cubs Brewers and late in the season, I think it was 08, the Cubs had already clinched and Braun hit oh, a walk-off yeah. three-run homer to send the Brewers to the playoffs. And it just... To see Miller Park, they were star for a winning team. And to see Braun hit a walk-off like that, it was, sucked for us, but we already clinched the playoffs, so we didn't care that much. Yeah. But for to be in the park when they, a team clinched the playoff berth was pretty awesome. Was that when they traded, the year they traded for CC? Yep, that was yeah. the year of CC, and they went all in. And to see, just to see a team clinch a playoff berth 
Yeah. On a walk-off home, it was pretty pretty remarkable. Yeah, you don't get to see that. No, nope, that was fun. But Miller Park, definitely a great venue. Great venue for Cubs baseball. It's a lot of fun. It's a yep. you know comfortable uh, ballpark. That's for and sure. And there's more Cub fans usually than Brewer fans. Yep. And this year it's going to be really crazy. I think so. Yeah. Hopefully we get up there to see them because yeah, it's going to be fun up there this year. I would year. love to go up there for another game, but. Uh, I guess there's there any other games that you can think of? Really? No, those are the two that really stick out. All right. Um, let's uh, go to our next question then. Um, what player would you most likely to play with? Any This can be any sport, any era, any, you know, yeah, any and of those. For me, that Brett Favre, I just, I just, we, we've said so much, but the way he played the game was just so much fun. And remember how he'd throw snowballs at the refs and just, <laughs> he played like a kid. And I just yep. think he would be so much fun. To play with, not so like you watch Brady, and he's so uptight and so he's so scared approach. of make mis, making a mistake. Where Brett, I don't think there was ever that. It was just a joy. And he played like a kid, and so I think that'd be the, yeah, yeah. Those are it's a good answer, but I'm gonna. I think I'm. This might surprise some people just because he's not in my top athletes, but I think I would love to play with Magic Johnson, just because you know he was a great passer and he seemed like he was a lot of fun to play with. Uh, would get up and down the court, fast break style, which is kind of. You know, the way I would do like everything. to play. Yeah. Any 6'9", just unbelievable. Um, I guess another one that comes to mind, though, is definitely Larry Bird, too, because... Like he wouldn't want to play Larry Legend. Yeah, Larry Legend. Made, he made his teammates better, and he worked hard, so what more can you ask from, you know? Yep. So, that's a, a fun... Answer. That's a very fun one, though. I mean, there's so... There's yeah, thousands of people I would... I'd love to play with Javi Baez. I think that'd be so much fun to play baseball with him. Yep. But there's just so many people that... I'd love to play a game with. Yeah. We could golf. I'd love to play a Tiger. It's yeah. just a lot of answers there. We could literally talk about that one all day. Probably, oh, yeah. For sure. But this next one, I'm kind of really interested to see. I, this answers. one interests me, too. I was talking to my wife about this one. That <laughs> is, I have no idea where Eric's going with this one. So, All right. The question is, the team you secretly root for. So, for me, <laughs> I think it's going to be a surprise to a lot of people. The team I secretly root for is actually um, would be Michigan Athletics. Wow. I just so growing up, my grandpa died way before I was born, and he was a huge Michigan fan. And then my uncle, who died at age thirty when I was a little kid, we were really close to, was also a huge Michigan fan. I actually played the Michigan fight song at his funeral. And so a lot of my cousins and stuff, a lot of my uncles, just rooted for Michigan. And so I've always just kind of like they're not my favorite team by any means, but a lot of if they're not playing my team, I'm usually rooting for them. Oh, and yeah. just I love their fight song, just love their uniforms and football. I don't know. It's just something I've always been around. I've always known people that liked Michigan. So I'd say, yeah, Michigan athletics is something I secretly, especially the basketball team now. I love Beeline or the, um, they're not, yeah, yeah, Beeline. Beeline. Yeah. And just the way they do things. I just, yep, big fan. It's Beeline. Let me double yeah, check. John Beeline. He's, yeah, he's, and they always usually have and they're good really teams. good teams. And I'm not a huge Harbaugh fan, but I loved, oh, Lloyd, I loved Lloyd Carr when he was there. And so, yeah, just, I don't know. I've always kind of, I just think the big house has kind of got a mystique about it. It's just, Something I've always secretly rooted for. Uh, Harborough or whatever is going to be on my next question. <laughs> really? But, yep. Is that bad, huh? Yep, but we'll get to that in a couple minutes. But the team I secretly root for, I'm going to say two teams. Tim's going to be disappointed in me. Oh. Like, I already know. But the first one, I'm going to wait to the second one to know the team that he's going to be mad. But first one is definitely the Knicks. Just because, you know, it's a... They haven't won anything, like, for... been years. Yeah. I don't, they they won a championship, what, in, like, the 70s, I think, mm-hmm. was the last one with Clyde Frazier. Yeah, and, they've only won one, I think. Yeah. Well, Phil Jackson was on that team, I think, too, actually. I think so, yep. But that's the first one. The second one is probably the Yankees. 
Why would you root for the Yankees? Like, what? I don't know. What would possess you to root ever? They're just kind of fun because they got so many. They always have. Because they have stars? Yep. They always said. I mean, when A Rod was there, I wasn't a huge fan of A Rod because nobody. I like A Rod a lot more, though, now that he's out of baseball because he's kind of funny. Speaking of A Rod, did you see that video going around Twitter the other day? Where a girl goes up to A Rod and she's like, Are you J Lo's boyfriend? (laughs) And he's like, Why would you think that? And she's like, You look just like him. She like pulled the picture up and she's like, Compare it to A Rod. I'm pretty sure you're J Lo's boyfriend. Oh my God. And like, he's like, Yeah, I am. And like, she had no idea who he was besides for the fact that he was J Lo's boyfriend. That's awesome, actually. And he played along with it. He's like, No, I don't think that's me. And she's like, No, it's you. She's like, Held up her phone. It was pretty funny. That is awesome. Who do you think is worth more, J Lo or A Rod? I would have to assume. You look up J Lo. I'll look up A Rod. Gotta be J Lo. I would assume too, but A Rod's got a ton of money. Let's see. A Rod's net worth. He's S. Oh, it's gotta be J Lo. He's roughly three hundred million dollars. Which J Lo? Who knows? She's four hundred million. Ooh, that's a rich, rich couple though. Not like Brady and his wife. What's Giselle or what's her net worth? I don't know. She's what is she in? She's a Brazil Brazilian, right? Yeah. I don't even know how you spell her name. Giselle Brazilian Network. Yeah. <laughs> or Brady's oh, wife guess, might be better. Yeah, let me look up Brady's wife. Brady's Brady. obviously got a good amount Brady. of money, too. I think she's worth more, though. She's worth... They're combined, they're worth $630 million. Yeah, because she's worth $380 million. So she's a little bit more. Yeah, okay. That's another power couple. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Brady's is $180 million. Which... They're good. He's got a lot of time yeah, left with endorsements hurting. and whatnot, but yeah, that's a fun. But one. anyways, yeah. So back. To, so I don't. Yeah, the Yankees. I don't know why you root for them. That <laughs> I makes, told you that you were gonna. It be just makes no sense to me. me. I'm sorry. I the only person I liked from them was George Steinbrenner, just because I thought he was. Let's just go out and buy a team, and I just thought he was fun. And he wanted to win worse than anybody. And else, I, right? I never read this the other day. I didn't know he got suspended for life at one point. Oh, I do remember. Yeah, that. I don't know why he got suspended for life, huh. but he got to look that up reinstated later. after like five years. Wow. And he actually fired and hired his. Same manager like six times. Yeah, uh, number one, Billy Martin. Billy Martin. Yep, yep. <laughs> hired and fired him like three or four, five, six times. <laughs> Which is insane. He was insane. Everything about him was insane. So I, I liked him, but the he rest just was straight impulse on everything. Oh yeah. But yeah, oh. that's a fun one though. We could. That's ask, good. Ask uh, other people about it, and everybody's answer would be. Yeah, everyone so. has that one team. They're just not gonna really admit that they really root yeah. for, but but. Our last one for the Rapid Minute, which I love the Rapid Minute. I'm glad I think we instituted it. It's fun, it. yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. But I actually got a couple people asking for suggestions this week, so it's been really stuff they would like to hear, so it's yeah. fun. Definitely shoot those out to us if you want to, and yeah. when you hear something. But um, All right, the last one is the player coach that you absolutely hate cannot stand. Well, there's a couple for me. <laughs> I mean, there's more than a couple. <laughs> I don't even know where I start. But the number one person in all sports I cannot stand is Pete Carroll. Oh, that's a just good Just cannot one. stand that's the man. That's a great one. Because of the that's fail Mary, one. when he's running around saying touchdown, when he knew there was no way it was a touchdown, and how they beat us in the AF- NFC Championship. Oh. It's just, there's just nothing about the man that I like. I just don't know how anyone could... The way he left USC. He oh, knew, yeah. He, he knew cheated sanctions with, were he, Oh, he left one step ahead of the law. Just can't stand the man. And that's a really good one. The other one I really can't stand is Jason Garrett. I, I just... I don't know why. Because he's not a good coach. Well, he's not a good coach, and he's just a... Yeah, he's not a good coach. And he just sits and claps. I don't think he knows what's going on half the time. They'll throw an interception and he'll say... And he's yeah, always got the same smug kind oh, of Oh, yeah. He face. pushes... My dad brought this up there. He's like, you ever watch Gary? He pushes the players. He said, they'll come over the sidelines and he won't give them a high five. He'll just shovel. Oh, and I have I've started to notice he does. And it's just... That's yeah, one of those things you don't think about until somebody says you're like, No, oh, he's like, he shoves them. Yeah. And it's just... Those two coaches just really, really rub me the wrong way. 
Yeah, and so I, those are probably my two least favorite people in sports. And then a player, Yadi Molina. Oh, guys, oh, great player. I, would you, I don't even know if he's that great a player. He's a great catcher defensively. Not really any. He's okay defensively, but uh, he's. No. I would say he's a little overrated. I just can't stand the man. I would agree. And he had that that whole incident last year. We'll talk about oh, we'll the incident it, yeah. right now. But last year. When he had that stick him all over his oh, chest. Oh, and the ball just sticks to his... He, he can't find yeah. it. Stick it to the front of him. That was awesome. Yeah, not a fan. But, yeah, my my player and coach, kind of similar. I, I just can't stand Jim Harbaugh. Hate him. And I, I hate what, him. What is your deal with Jim Harbaugh? Because he was with the 49ers, and they beat the Packers in the playoffs a couple of years. They did. They, they just show him all the damn time. He's very popular. Like for what he, and, and he doesn't win that much. And so, yeah, I can no. see that. He's, I just can't stand him. I don't know why. Okay. Just not a fan. Especially, I mean, he's always been against, like, kind of our, Iowa's rival and then kind of, you know, Packers' rival kind of yeah. back from then because we had, both hated him. But And then the player, I'm surprised you didn't say this one, honestly, Timmy. Oh, I'm sure I hate him. Draymond Green. See, I don't mind Draymond. What? Durant? I can't stand the man. But I don't mind Draymond. Draymond Green. Draymond he's, just knows he's not that good. He's and got, so he just tries to bully his way through the game. He's he's been terrible this year. They're well, he has letting been. him shoot. He's got to be the worst. I don't know what is he a three time All Star? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Let me look. But he's got to be the worst like three or four time All Star of all time. He's got. He can't be. hold it against the guy that he can't play basketball. <laughs> I mean, he's a great defender, but even that, he's kind of losing it a little bit. He's a three time All Star. What are his numbers this year? This year he is. Is he averaging ten a game? He's shooting 40, 41%. So James Harden numbers. No, oh, please. He's shooting 41% and he's averaging, let me find it, 7.2 points a game. Oh, wow. Jesus. That's rough. And How many shots has he taken a game? He's taking about seven. So, okay. But he's shooting 41%, 25% from three. Oh, that's where he's really bad from three. He's getting about seven boards a game, so that's about eight. So How that's many not blocks? bad. He's averaging about seven assists. He's good. He knows his role, but he's not a good He needs to know it better. Yeah. He's not a great player. He's got to, like I said, got to be the worst three-time All-Star of all time, I okay. would say. I don't know about you. Would you would you think he's got to be one of the worst three-time All-Stars? Oh, all for time? sure. But but no, I don't I don't see why they hate for Draymond. There's plenty else to hate on the Warriors where we don't need to hate on Draymond. Do you remember when he kicked Steve-O in the, well, yeah. in the nuts a few times? <laughs> I do remember that. I don't know. I just hate the guy. Okay, fair enough. But um, I guess, is there anything else you want to add on the Rapid Minute, Timmy? No, I think we're good there. All right, let's uh, wrap that up and let's move on to our next topic, which we're going to talk about the NFL playoff recap. All right, let's go to the first game of the day. Um, Saints and Rams. Tim, what jumps out of your mind when you hear that matchup? Well, obviously we got to talk about the game, everything people talk about, that last non-pass interference oh, call. But I just... I think there was a lot more to the game than that. Eric, I know, disagrees when we were talking during the game. Not Did not think it was a good game. It was a solid Not really game, sure what he was watching. That was one of the all-time great playoff games think, right there. I think it was just, it let me down a little bit. I was expecting what, I mean, what, did, what would have been better? The game came down to overtime, a 57-yard field goal. Both teams kicked field goals to get it to there. True, but I mean, the Saints what, had a 13-0 lead, and then they nothing really happened, and then... Nothing really happened, and then they each scored. And oh, well, they just keep both kept scoring, but nothing happened, huh? No, I don't know. it was an okay game. I just, I don't think the Saints have anything to cry about. They led thirteen nothing. They let the Rams hang around, hang around, hang around. Breeze did not play that. No, Breeze played horrible. They, 
they shut Gurley down, which I we'll get into that in a minute. But there's just no way the Rams should even been in the position to win the game. And so I don't. You mean they shut Ingram down or in Kamara? No, they, the Saints shut oh, Gurley okay, down. I got, you, I got you. And there's just no way they should have let the Rams even be close in that game. And so I just, yeah, it was a horrible call. Yeah, that was... There were so many things they could have called it. They could have called pass interference, hitting a defenseless receiver, blow to the head. Let's be honest, though. The NFL officiating has been very inconsistent and poor this year. It's by far the worst officiated professional sport, I would say. Oh, for sure. I I literally do not know what's a penalty anymore. I don't know what's a catch. Nope. It's just... It's it's poor. And from game to game, it changes. Yeah, you don't know, like... One time they're calling anything, touch the head, and the next time you can blow someone up and... Yep, it was... I don't know. They need to take a hard look at that in the off season. That's for sure. Because it's becoming unwatchable. Yeah, it really is. It truly is. I mean, I have. All, I'm all for player safety, but you have to enforce those rules and not be ticky tack and exactly. You know. And I just, I don't. Yeah, I'm getting to the point where I don't know what a penalty is anymore. And so yeah, that was definitely a definitely a penalty. Yeah, but but I just don't think the Saints can be crying about that because there were so many missed chances. And what yeah. was I don't know what was wrong with Breeze today. I don't know. He wasn't what his deal was. I don't know if they got pressure on him with Donald and Sue, and he was. Getting the ball yeah. out sooner than he, he wanted was, to, but... He was not his normal self. I saw he only threw for six yards of completion, and that's just yeah. not... They, they were dumping it down quite a bit. I think Kamara had, like, 11 catches. Mm-hmm. Which, oh, he, he had a lot of, you know... I would throw it to him, too. He's a stud, but they didn't try... Outside of their three playmakers, they didn't get a whole lot. Yeah. And they lost their t- uh, tight end right away. He got out with a concussion. I don't think he ever came back nope. in, did he? Nope, he never did. And so I just... Yeah, you gotta give credit to the Rams. They hung around, and... Made that kick at the end, which I didn't see. I thought he'd miss. I didn't think he yeah. had the leg to get it 57 yards. So The uh, the Rams definitely showed a lot of fight and toughness, though, which I think that kind of reflects on their head coach. I, and that's the thing. that We talked about that last week with Cliff Kingsbury, how we thought people think he's a McVay clone, but he's not because I see he's such a tough. McVay's tough. Yeah. He's a fighter, and I don't think... That's a guy you want to go to war for. Oh, for sure. So I don't, let's talk about Gurley. What was the deal? I don't know. He... I don't know what his final numbers were, but he had to have had... I think he had like four carries for 10 yards. Yeah. And, I mean, I understand C.J. Anderson had a great game last but week, but he didn't he, get you to where you're at. Pat Gurley had 21 touchdowns in the regular season. Yeah. He's the highest paid running back of all time. And he's a baller. Yeah, he's a stud. <laughs> when, and so... Yeah, look up his, his final look numbers. Look him up right now. But... Only 44 yards rushing for the oh, other... For their other Anderson. running back. Anderson. So, I just... Yeah, I don't know. I'm pulling up the box score here. He must not have been 100% Yeah, four carries for 10 yards. I don't know. And it makes zero sense. But if he wasn't 100%, the thing is they kept they brought him back in on that one drive and let him run on the first down. And maybe he re-injured himself. I'm just not real sure. Hmm. Well, but, here's, here's an article I just saw on ESPN. It says, Todd Gurley says he's not injured. Injured, he just had a sorry performance. Hmm. But you can't say it was a sorry performance because they only gave him four carries. Yeah. You can't judge a guy's perf- – I mean, he did have the two drops. Big drop. The one the drop one. led to an interception for drop. sure, which was tough. But you got to give McVay credit for that. That's It takes some balls. It does. To not play your best player and, and well, your franchise player in the best, biggest game of your life. Here's another article on uh, Yahoo. It says, what's going on with Todd Gurley? Sean McVay says lack of use was a flow of the game issue. What do you think about that? Uh, to me, that's just a cop-out. I would agree. You, it's, no matter what, you get your best player. Something happened. Whether they'll ever, we'll ever hear about it, but I guarantee somewhere along the line there was an argument or a disagreement or something. He got benched. Pure and simple, I think. Yep. But they're not. They're going to try to cover it up, and we'll have two weeks to talk about it, and I guarantee 
somewhere along the line of Super Bowl coverage, it'll come out. Yeah. What I'm exactly sure. happened. It'll be interesting to see if he comes back in the Super Bowl and plays a lot because they're going to need him. Yeah, they're... Keep Brady off the field. They're going to need yep, him. Yep, we'll definitely discuss that in our uh, but, preview um, episode. And the other thing I took away from the game is that how fast did Sean Payton talk to the league offices? They must like have he, literally texted They must him have called him literally because he got to his press conference and said, I just got off the phone with the league offices. Yeah, that was And they admitted to blowing it. So they must have known right away they blew it and called him as soon as the game was over. Yeah. So. I, I'm not going to lie. I do love Sean Payton. Oh, he's, love me some Sean He's He's a great play caller. He's testy, though. He pushes the yeah. rules and stuff, but I do like him. Yep, I would agree. But some of the other things I guess I noticed during the game. Um, so the Saints were ahead, obviously, and the Rams scored, but they were still down in the game, and it was in the fourth quarter at this point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the crowd goes silent after that. Can you shush a crowd if you're down in the game? What do you think about that? No, you should not. That's what I was kind of thinking, too. But <laughs> you should never shush the guy that caught the down. touchdown, he's shushed the crowd. I'm like, I thought, I'm like, you shouldn't do that for now. Yeah. And all that's going to do is fire up more. Yeah, for sure. But, and then I guess after the game, did you see the picture uh, Todd Gurley put on his Instagram? No. Oh, man, you're going to love this. I'll bring it up for you, but I'm going <laughs> to talk about it. He Is it safe to post on our website? Oh, yeah. Oh. He, you know how they, uh, you know, a lot of the players do, like, the jersey swaps uh-huh. after the game. Very popular. He had one posted on his Instagram. It was him with the referee, and the referee was handing him the referee shirt. And then Todd Curley was handing him his Is jersey. it real? Oh, yeah. He posted it. It was hilarious. What ref did it? No, no. Oh, it wasn't real. It was oh, Photoshop. I was going to say. But the ref really did this. It's pretty funny because he was just, you know, feeding into the whole... What do you think of that, Timmy? Oh, that's awesome. That's gold right there. <laughs> that is gold. <laughs> but Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'd, I'd say, I mean, would you say the – I mean, I hate this question kind of. The Saints blew that game or the Rams yeah, won Saints that Saints blew it. I would they, agree. There are two field goals early on in the game when they should have scored touchdowns. Up 13 nothing at home in that dome. Yeah. One of the best quarterbacks of all time. you got to put that game away. Yep, I would totally My agree. My last takeaway from this game is – I saw this going on on Twitter a lot after the game. Is L.A. a football town? I don't know. Did you see the video going around of the bar in uh-huh. L.A. on the game-winning field goal? Nope. Oh, it's hilarious. There's about 10 people there. and They're all watching the game. And the game-winning field goal goes up. You expect them to go wild. And they kind of just give each other a clap. A couple guys, a girl and a guy kiss. And they all walk out of the bar. So that's about it. And it's just like, that's not a football town. It's just, I don't think L.A. will ever be a football town. So it's yeah. kind of, it'll be interesting to see what kind of support they get for this group. I don't know. Yeah, the... I don't know. L.A. is not really... I don't know. It just doesn't feel like a football town because, you know, football is not like a glamour town. No, they, and they have their sports. They have the Lakers and the Dodgers. They'll always love those. And they have USC football. They'll never go over Which is what three. they'll always love. Yep. And so... But it was just funny. You can see, if, if that had been any other team, that whole bar would have went crazy. And these guys just got a little golf clap. Yeah. So I thought nothing. That was, like nothing. thought that was funny. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl matchup, but we'll touch on that later. I guess, is there anything else you wanted to add Just to that matchup? Sean, I, like I said, we love Sean McFay, and I think everyone's looking for the next. Yep. That's but I don't think I, there is another. He's no. just a perfect combination of a coach. Yep. So he's the real deal. He, I and I saw a lot of people second-guessing towards the end of the year. Well, is he really that good? Are they really that good? And he really showed up and got his team. He was uh, under Gruden. Did you know that? Yeah. Which I think... He got a lot of the good traits. He's a lot of Gruden. A lot of yeah. early Gruden. Yep, for sure. That's what Gruden was when he was with the Tampa uh, yep. Bucks and the Raiders. That's who he was. He's a hard guy not to root for. Oh, yeah, and play for. Yep. So, yep. Yeah, let's uh, let's move on to the nightcap, which has been over for what? An hour? An hour, Tops. probably, yeah. So, it's still pretty fresh, but <laughs> it was great game, Chief Patriots. It was. It I lived like up the, to it. 
I would agree. It looked like the Patriots were kind of going to run away from it, and they left a lot of points on the board early. They really did. Because Brady threw that pick on the one-yard line, and then they went for it on fourth and one and didn't convert. So there's 10 points potentially, maybe 14. Yep. But I don't, it, the whole first half was, to me, all about time of possession. So yep. Third down. They, well, I guess the whole game. Honestly. It was. Patriots controlled a lot of the time of possession and kept yeah. the Chiefs defense on the field. Let me look up their possession. But, yeah, the it was a lot. That's that. I think that was kind of their mindset. They're like, well, he can't. Mahomes and the Chiefs' offense can't beat and us. I feel like the Patriots do that a lot. Yep. They are the kings of just dinking and dunking, little five-yard passes, three-yard rushes. They always control the time of possession, keep the chains in their favor. It was it kind, just, of, kind of weird to me, though. They kind of went away from what was working in the first half because they had James White and uh, Michelle or whatever. Yep. They were Sonny rocking Michelle. with them, and then... Oh, the second half was a lot Rex Bur- Burkhead. A lot of Burkhead in the second half. Yeah, I don't know why they went away from that. I'm pulling up the position. 43 minutes of possession to 20 minutes. That's the insane. And that, you saw that in the final drive. That Chiefs defense was gassed. And Romo kept talking about how tired they were. Yep. You've been on the field 43 minutes. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, that's a ton. And Brady just made plays like we knew he was going to. He was oh. converting on third down. Yeah, he was just... I'm trying to, I'm trying to see their third down percentage. They were 13 and 19. A third down. You, if you are 13 out of 19 in a game, there, I would say there's an 80% chance you win that game. 13, they forced 19 third downs, and they got 13. That's just yeah, that's ridiculous. Agree. 15 rushing first downs for the Patriots. That's just – it's tough to beat a team when they're doing that. Yeah. 36 first downs to 18 for the Chiefs. And so it's just – they dominated the line of scrimmage, dominated the time of possession. And, but still, I just – I have a real problem with the overtime rules in the NFL. Yeah, and there's not really a great overtime unless you just have one you need full to give, quarter. Either that or at least give your team a possession. If the team comes down and scores a touchdown like the Patriots, then you at least give the Chiefs a chance. And if they score a touchdown, so then it's just next turn to score. Do you like college rules better? I, I don't think college would work in the NFL because the teams are just too good. I think they'd score you know, every single time. They start in like what, the 25? 25, 25 and they'd score every time. Or 35 maybe it is. What about if you started them at midfield maybe? I don't know. I just wish give them one chance. So the Patriots score, give Mahomes a chance. If he scores, then it's just next team oh, to score. So wins. you think no matter what, they should everybody should get a chance. I like that. Role. And then if once if they both score, and or neither Keep of them going. score, then just play. And then sudden death. Yeah, I but at least that. give each team a chance because it's just too big a game, too long a game not to give. It's a gimmick at that point. It is a gimmick. If Mahomes would have won the coin toss, I really feel he'd have went down. Oh yeah, no scored. doubt, no doubt in my mind. And I would have felt the same way if I would. I would have liked to see Brady get a chance. It's just both teams deserve a chance. Yep. Um, the. Pats ran the ball, what, 30, over 40 times that game. Yeah. I mean, Sonny Michelle over 113 yards. Patriots just continue to turn out running backs. They never have a superstar. They just. But it was James White a couple years ago in the Super Bowl had three touchdowns. It's just, they pick someone up and just. No, Belichick's got, is, the Patriots are by far the best coaching staff, I'd say, in all of sports. Yes. All of sports. It's just such a well-ran machine. Yeah. Just plug someone in. And that's why it's so frustrating to have their running backs in fantasy. Because every know. week there's somebody different. Yep, for sure. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's just such a but it's a machine. Overall, I would say the real MVP of this game was Tony Romo, though. Oh, Tony Romo! <laughs> Tony Romo killed it. Like we said earlier, he literally called the last thirty plays of the game. He's the color analyst in the booth for those that don't know, but he was great. I remember I was watching the game and he's like, "Oh, they got the matchup they want here. They got Gronk up top one on one. Let's see if they throw it up to him." Sure enough, throw it up to him. Yeah, he's killed. Or he's like, he's killed the play. They're gonna run here. Sure enough, they run. Yep. And my favorite part of the game was when the Chiefs first took the lead. He was like a little kid. Did you hear him? Yeah. He oh, was, yeah. Jim. He was just. 
He was just so stoked. It's like he was just really enjoying himself. But I was kind of upset that the game went to overtime because, for those that don't remember, I predicted a 31-28 game <laughs> last week. And I was so happy when the Patriots scored. I'm like, yes, I'm right. I was texting everybody. I'm like, oh. I would think you probably won our contest because... I had to have. I was closest to the score, and the I picked first a, game was a wash. Yeah, and I picked a Patriot blowout. Yeah. And so I think you probably pulled away with the victory there. Wes, I'll take my drink. Tim, let me know <laughs> when we're going. <laughs> so, no, it was, a, it was a great game. Great day of football, and I look forward to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's going to be a great And like we were talking about Romo, I can't wait to see Romo call a Super Bowl. Yeah. I think he'll be so, he's gonna be so awesome. jacked. He's, he'll be fun. This is, what, second year? Second year. And he's already the best one in all. Oh, he is the best or color commentator yeah, out there. For sure. Love him. But and I didn't like him as a player, so it's kind of funny to see him yeah. change into a likable dude. Different roles, you just like people. And he's really good That's at it. That's kind of like some people didn't like Shaq a lot when he was yeah. playing. And, and now they love everybody him. Loves him. Same with Barkley. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yep. But that was, you know, great game. Probably the best game in the post. We had we got lucky with two good two games. Two great this. games. After last week's kind of wasn't that great, we got a good game this week. And I think we could all say Brady is best oh yeah no doubt there's just another another day to prove that he is the best ever which it'll be interesting to see but we're not actually going to give our predictions on this we'll wait a couple weeks for that we got two weeks to talk about that yep we're actually going to do it on february 2nd we're instead of doing a sunday podcast we're going to do saturday Saturday. so me and timmy can eat a lot of food and drink lots of uh adult beverages (laughs) that night if it is a good game maybe we'll get on yeah maybe a short recap maybe during a halftime just because We'll give a, give Foster in halftime or something. Yeah, that's a good idea. We might give some if it turns out to be like a really we, good game. Maybe we'll just do a, like a Facebook live on that. We could do a Facebook live on That'd Sunday during the uh, during halftime. Yeah, so, I think we'll do that. We'll uh, we'll so figure that, that out. But a couple weeks, um, February second, we'll talk about that. So, well, I guess uh, you let, you want to move on to our next topic there, Timmy? Yeah, that'd be great. Going to college basketball. Yep. All right. So yeah, like Tim said, college basketball. We're gonna touch on Iowa, Iowa State, and you and I at first, and then we're gonna kind of. Touching the national uh, national landscape of the things. Yep, and some of the topics that have been brought up as a whole. But first, let's start with Iowa. They've been really. I mean, granted, their schedule hasn't been amazing, the but they've still been winning. Yep, and they're what? I think five and three in the Big Sitting Ten. Five now? and three in the Big Ten. I think they're probably sixteen and three. I think overall. sixteen and three overall. Let me pull up the Big Ten standings. I think they're fourth or fifth. Fourth or even maybe third after today's win. Yeah, they're sitting there at fourth or fifth. fifth. Game behind Purdue. They're both five and. Purdue's five and two, and Iowa's five and three, so they're right there. Yeah. So I mean, the top of the Big Ten is loaded with Michigan State, Maryland, and Michigan. Yeah. So, but no, they're right there at fifth. I think eleven and one at home. That's awesome. Even got two road wins in their last five. So yeah, they've been playing really well as of late. And I mean, any let's be honest, any place in the Big Ten on the road is a dog oh, fight. Those dog are great fight. wins. And especially, I think in the Ken Palm ratings, I saw we're up to twenty five. Yeah, I saw the top twenty five in there. So. Um, I was looking at Joe Lenardi. He's got us about a seven seed right now. So that'd be I mean, real, real we can, solid. If we can win on Thursday, we would take a significant I think a win down. Thursday would definitely put us either beat Michigan or Michigan State in these next four games. Yep. I think they're going to be secure if in we some can, term of bid. If we can split the next four games, which oh, is going to be secure, tough. Oh, if we split that, we're definitely secure in a tournament bid, I think. Yeah. That's going to be difficult because it's a rough schedule. Oh, it's real rough. But, but we got Michigan State at Thursday at home. Hopefully the crowd's ready to go and we just... Yeah. I think we can get them. I really do. I would agree. If we continue, J-Bo shoots like he does. Moss is shooting well. Oh, man. Garzo today was just, he's been, the last few games, been a beast on the inside. I was going to say, what, what you, is that what you noticed most about today's performance? Oh, yeah. Well, just they shot the lights out today. They yeah. could not miss. No. J-Bo and Moss, Moss were just, and Wise Camp, Wies yeah. Camp today was just unbelievable. unbelievable. But just he's, the way they're shooting. 
Why, uh, Wieskamp, though, is really coming on. He's getting better every oh, game. His defense early on in the game, they had a couple steals and a block shot. Just excellent. That's what I took away most from the game, honestly, was their defense was swarming. It was. It was just There was a lot of speed, and they were everywhere. I mean, and that was a Illinois team that was coming off a big win, too. Oh, yeah. They just blown out Minnesota by 30 points. And I Minnesota's think. So, a solid team. And the thing, another thing I took away from today is it used to be like last year you'd think we'd wait for Cook to do everything. Yep. This, today I didn't even notice <laughs> Did I, you, didn't, I didn't even notice Cook today. Did you see, which is good because he That's doesn't have to do a lot. That's great because he doesn't have to yep. because there's so many scorers. Did you see what he said after the game? Uh-uh. It was pretty funny. He's like, I loved watching my teammates stroke threes while I was just doing cardio. <laughs> I did game. see that. <laughs> Get some cardio in. Which is awesome. Yeah, and, no, he doesn't need to do everything with Garza and Wieskamp and J-Bo and just Moss really coming to his own. Yeah. It's just, it's a fun team. For sure. And I hope it continues because our defense has been... Real good. Yep. And our offense is going to be there. Yep. We're going to score the ball. It's kind of funny, though. I've been talking crap about Creener all day, all game, all year. And then he plays great, what, last game against Penn Guess State? Guess Penn State, he was everywhere. He did the little things and really, really well. Today, he came in and just didn't do a He whole doesn't lot. need to see the court again after today. That was he, just. No. I think some of his problem is he gets too in a hurry. He travels, he like, almost every other time he touches the ball. <laughs> Especially, like, if he's out, like, in the mid, uh, mid, uh, mid range area. Or he just doesn't want to do with it. He either needs to shoot it or pass it. Because he, he can't he, dribble. He freaks out. Either he runs with it or he just turns around and runs someone over and gets called for yeah. an offensive foul. I, I was, think if Pemsel was healthy, he, oh, he would definitely would be playing. Him. No. And for sure. the other guy that he doesn't need to play is uh, Dolph's buddy, Daly. Oh, he's Do, bad. Don't, he doesn't he's need to bad. see the floor anymore. Either. I think he, I he doesn't bring a whole lot to I feel them. like Fran plays, always has done this, plays too many players. He's cut he's back a little bit. a little bit even more, I think. Kreiner and Daly just. Don't yeah. need to see the floor. I would think it'd be a little different if Pemsel was healthy. He would definitely be playing. But and we've been hurt. I mean Garz has been hurt Cook. and Cook's been injured and so Pemsel's out for the year, obviously. Yeah, we've definitely been injured. Nungie's so, redshirt and Yeah. There's definitely some issues with the depth, but no, it's just it's been a really fun surprising team. They got started 0 3, get that loss to Purdue, getting blown yep. out. I thought, oh geez. Here we go again. And I was actually talking to a couple fans that are big fans. They were saying, When can we fire Fran? And oh. so to rebound from that has been it's been fun. Yeah. I don't know if I told you, but I'm actually going to a game in a couple weeks again. Who are you going to see this time? Uh, who does, I'm going with Wes, actually. Nice. He asked me to go. Got us tickets. I think it's... It was two weeks from... Is it Indiana? It was two weeks from Friday. It might be Michigan, actually. Okay. Because I know they play Michigan this next, but it's on the road. Oh, maybe it's not Michigan. Let me just pull Check out the right. roster for me, yeah. But I'm pretty pumped for it. It's going to be a good game. And How was the environment there? Because they get... I've been to a lot of Iowa basketball games, and a lot of times the environment's just... Not that great. It was pretty good, it honestly. Seems like there's a lot but of fans that just. I think I some of the reason that it wasn't. No, like, that Michigan's at Iowa the 1st of February. That's the game I'm going to. Okay. That's the. Yeah. So 1st of February. So that's going to be a fun game. That's a Friday at 6. Yep. But the environment I was at, it was pretty good overall, but it was before school was back in session, so okay. the student section wasn't full. Besides that, though, it was pretty packed in there. Good, because I know they. They take a lot of heat for the environment inside that building. Yeah. I, I always remember my dad telling me that the, I think it was with the old field house they called it. Yep. Got way louder than Carver ever could just because it was one of those old school teams. And honestly, also, it's a it's a football school. I think feel like if the football team was doing what the basketball team was doing right now, the whole state would be talking about it. Yeah. It's just they the team just doesn't get as much attention as the football team. I would agree. Itself. But I think it's it's starting to shift a little bit, but we need to start putting them in the NCAA tournaments and competing. Yeah, for, you get to tournaments every year. That's going to happen. Competing for I wanted to ask you this. So I read an article yesterday. It's been 40 years since we won yep. a Big Ten I haven't title. seen it in my lifetime. 40 years. Lou Olson was the last time. 
What would mean more? And this article said, what would mean more to you? To go to the Sweet 16 or win a Big Ten tournament? Or win a Big Ten regular season tournament? Regular season? Uh, that's a tough one. How I've far? seen him go to the Sweet 16 before. Yeah, in like 90, 99. The year they lost to UConn, the eventual national championship yep. team. Well, huh. I'm assuming we would win our first round game then and probably lose in the 32, round of 32. Just hypothetically. Oh, if we won the Big Ten? Regular yep. Big Ten? Oh, we would. We might even win our first round game. Yeah. Because the know. year we lost to Northwestern State, we finished second in the Big yeah. Ten that year and then That's won tough, the Big though. Ten tournament. I don't know. That's a real tough one just because I've never seen a, you know, obviously never seen one in my life. It would be so much fun. Yeah, and I think it would be nuts. Like, <laughs> Iowa City would be going. They'd be going nuts if they had yeah. a team that won a Big Ten championship. I think I'd, I think I'd almost have to go with the Big Ten championship. I, I want to say that, but I just, I'd love to play the second weekend of yeah. March Madness again. I don't know if you remember this, but when these junior, the junior class, Cook and Bohan and those dudes, when they were freshmen, I think I re- Do you remember me telling you when this group was juniors that we were going to make a final That's four? That's what you said. I predicted it two years ago. I don't know if it's going to happen. And here we are. I think we're a long way from final four right now. We are, but I don't know. We keep improving. You never know what could happen, so we will see. And March is crazy. It's, you never really, know. You could win a couple games real easy. And it's all about matchups. All oh, about matchups. Totally. So. But yeah, to see this team go to a Sweet 16 would be so much fun. I think the whole state would get behind it. And yeah. It'd be a lot of fun. Did you see... Who uh, Illinois coach uh, compared Garza to today? By the way, I I had never heard of him. Jack Sigma, <laughs> I had never heard of him. I saw Todd Bravo camp who I followed, big Hawkeye fan, big beat writer for them. He tweeted about it, but I never was, saw who. He was a pretty good player. That's he kinda, what he said. Kind of was a mid range. He was a white dude too, but seven footer for the Se- uh, Seattle SuperSonics okay. and stuff. But it's kind of a fun. Obviously, I, Sigma was a stud. I had never heard the name until I saw that tweet yeah. today. I'm like, hmm. He's so I, I kind of enjoyed that. Oh, okay. But, um, I guess is there anything else? No, it's just I'm looking forward to these next four games. Are really going to show us what they're made of because I could see them losing all four, honestly, and then they'd be sitting five and seven in the Big Ten, and we'd be we, we got questioning the tournament berth again. We got to split. Got to split. I think we at least got to get one. Yep. So be real fun to see what happens these next four games. Yep. Hopefully we can keep it rolling. That's for sure. But uh, let's move on to the. Uh, the Ames area, Iowa State. Um, they've been playing real well. They're first in the Big 12 right now, actually. A couple big wins. I don't know if the Big 12 is as good as it has been in the past. I feel like Kansas is always good. They always have good players. At the same time, Kansas yesterday lost to West Virginia, and that was their first Big 12 win for West Virginia. Yeah. So I just... Was I that mean, in Morgantown? Yeah, it was in Morgantown, which is always a tough environment. But still, their first Big 12 win was against Kansas. Which... That's shaky. Saying something. Yeah, and Texas Tech is second. Well, I guess there's like a f- one, two, three, four-way tie right now. Okay. Kansas State, Kansas, Texas Tech, and Iowa State are all tied. Which, I mean, Iowa State's not going to lose at home very often. And they'll probably, at worst, I would say, split their remaining on-the-road schedule. I would think so. I would think they're a solid so, tournament team. They're going to be right up there at the top. The big... Hey. The Big Ten, uh, 12 is not very good this year overall, I would say. It pains me, but honestly, I root for Iowa State at this point just because we beat them. Yeah. As a Hawkeye fan, we Looks beat big on our And so every resume. win they get, if they would end up winning the Big 12, to say, hey, we beat the Big 12 champion, that's a big big victory oh, yeah. for the Hawks come Selection Sunday. For sure. And yeah. that was a great game, actually. Hopefully overall. we don't need it, but come Selection Sunday, we might need all the resume points we can get. I would agree. They've got a couple couple studs on that team, though. I will say that. Yes, they got that, uh, that Shayok or whatever. Yep. He's, let me bring up his stats here quick. He's averaging on 19 and a half a game almost. That's awesome. On And did he play in that game against the Hawkeyes? 
I think he did. Let's see if I can pull up that box score. Yeah. I feel like he was still hurt. I don't know. They have, they've had a little injury issues all year, but this dude's averaging, like I said, ni- about 19 and a half a game on 51% shooting from the field, uh, 40% from three, and 85 from free throw. So that's really solid. That's good numbers. He might contend for Big 12 Player of the Year, honestly. Yeah, he did play in that game, and he ended up scoring 19. So, I mean, right about his average. 19 against the Hawks in that game. So. Oh, man, that... That Jacobson guy, though, I'm not a fan. Just because how that whole Iowa ending came. And he's kind of a beast. He, he, I think he's a transfer from Nebraska. Is that correct? Oh, let me pull him up right now. Yep. From Michael Jacobson, yeah. Michael Jacobson, yep. He definitely transferred. He's from Waukee. Oh, I didn't know he was from Waukee. Mm-hmm. Hmm. He redshirted per transfer rules. Did yeah, he, played at Nebraska. Did he sit out last year then? Sat out last year, yeah. Played in 34 games in 2016 for Nebraska. 25 starts as a freshman. Mm. And then transferred. Started all four years at Waukee High School. Well, that's at the least good to have at least one Iowa guy on their team for once. It's rare. <laughs> it's rare. They're all they, about the transfers. That goes back though. to the Hoiberg days. They would always bring in those transfers. and Which is okay. It worked well for them. Yeah, I mean, why, why fix it if it's not? And honestly, the Hawks probably are going to get the – if in-state talent stays in – State, it's yeah, probably going to go to Iowa. I would agree with that. A lot of basketball in-state talent does not I saw stay the, in the uh, state, it seems the like. stud from Oskaloosa, Xavier or something. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. He just visited Iowa today. Yeah, Dylan was – I was talking to my friend Dylan. He was talking to me about them. He doesn't think he'll actually go to the Hawkeyes. He said, but we got to have hope. If he comes – God, if that guy from that uh, Bentendorf was going to Iowa this year instead of Ohio State, <sighs> we'd be tough next year. We would be. But let's stay on task with Iowa State, I suppose. <laughs> it's tough to stay with the Cyclones. Yeah. Tim's actually a huge Iowa State football, but huge Iowa State football, huge Iowa basketball. Yep, it's just the way I was raised, and so he. It's and weird. He, he I'm probably lived, the only person in the state. Oh, yeah, that's that split allegiances. And you lived in what Coralville or I lived in Iowa City, Iowa City for a couple years, right? or about four years. Went so, to went to quite a few games. It was fun. Yeah, for sure. During the Aaron White, which good was old a fun days. era. That was a fun era. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, like we said, big uh, they won the Big Twelve, and that would be good for the Hawks. So. Yeah. It'd be good for the state. I would agree. As corn fed, we got to root for them. Yep. So, I guess go Cyclones, huh? I guess. <laughs> so, me. I guess we'll move over to the, my alum. You and I fight. <laughs> you and I. You Are you going to say the whole fight's on for us here? <laughs> Probably not. Probably lose some listeners if that happens. Oh. Are you saying I got a bad voice or something? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but, hey, let's be honest. Panthers have been struggling a little bit this year. It's a rough year for you and I. Like, football wasn't that great. No. It seemed like it now. Let's see. I mean, they. it's kind of been a turnover year a little bit because a lot of their talents graduated the last couple years, you know. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. They got a couple young players that are they excited pull. about. A.J. Green, he's... Gonna be a stud, I think. He's obviously from Cedar Falls himself. His dad's assistant coach there, but he had some. He was good a stud offers. at Cedar Falls. High. Yeah, he. I remember you watched like one of their games on when you back when you had CFU. Oh yeah, I think you texted me about yep, it. Yeah, he, he's a stud. Yeah, he's he's fun to watch. He's gonna. I think I wouldn't be surprised next year if he just. I mean, he's the pretty much focus of the other team's defense right now. But you and I right now is eight and eleven and three and three in the conference. So and they still have Wyatt Lowhouse who. Been there for 52 years. I did not realize his dad was an NBA player. Yeah. It, Brad Lowhouse. Uh, one of the Lowhouses, their, uh, their godfather is Larry Bird. Really? Yeah. He played with the Celtics. Yes, he did. Yep. Okay. So how crazy is that? I don't know which Lowhouse is his or Larry Bird's godfather. So has you and I had several Lowhouses? 
Uh, yes, I believe so. Was one of them the ones that hit the half-court shot in the tournament? Wasn't no, that a that was Jesperson, I think. That was Jesperson. Yep. That was a fun year for you and I, though. That was a great year for you I and I. I think it's great for the whole state and obviously the school, and especially since we live in Cedar Falls, the area, when you and I is a competitive great basketball Oh, for sure. Because there's just a buzz about it. I will it. always root for you and I. Yep, for sure. There's Never... Just, there's a buzz about it when they're good, and they're everybody knows they're well coached. Ben Jacobson's easily one of the best coaches in the nation, and everyone na- nationally kind of knows them because they beat Kansas that one year, and North when, Carolina that one year. Well, they did that, but they beat Kansas in the tournament that year when oh, Kansas yep. was the number one seed, yep. and they went to the Sweet Sixteen. So nationally, they're known just because of that shot. So no, they're fun, but I, I just don't see them making. It seems that they always get together towards I, the end of the year and make a run in the Missouri Valley Conference tournament. I think that year, though, when they beat Kansas, I'm pretty sure Shauna was at, my girlfriend was at that game. Was she? Yeah. Shauna, is that true? What? When, what? I, when you and I beat Kansas. You didn't say what tournament? That year. Didn't you go to a NCAA game the one year? And you said you were uh, on the bus? You took the bus down, right? Yeah, only, oh, how much does a bus fill? I don't know, 100 people. <laughs> only a certain amount of people, so we called and called and called and finally... She made it on the bus down, so she got to see a great win, which is an awesome story, actually. But, yeah, overall, you and I, I think, we'll be back. Like I said, I think they'll still, the Missouri Valley's not that great, I don't think. No. And so I still think they'll make a run in the tournament. They always seem to play, it seems that they always make a run in the Missouri Valley Conference tournament. And they definitely peak at the end of the season. Yes, they do. Jacobson always gets them together. So I think they'll, hopefully they make a run there and can still sneak in somehow. Yeah, but, yeah, I guess, is there anything else you want to add about the state schools? Nothing to talk about, no. I don't want to talk about Drake, so. <laughs> I, I know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty obvious. So we, won't, we won't even go into Drake. But, it's all right. Drake. Oh, boy. That, that podcast could last for three hours if we got into that section, I'm sure. <laughs> but, all right. <laughs> let's go to, I mean, let's just talk about kind of the national scene. What are, uh, what are you kind of hearing? Oh, it's just kind of a wild day in the national scene on college basketball yesterday. Michigan went down. They were undefeated. Virginia went into Duke, and they were undefeated and lost. Obviously, the national story is Zion. Oh, yeah. The guy's freaking nature. Number one pick, easily. He I should say. be in the NBA. I'm sorry. There's, I know they have their one-and-done rule, but the man belongs in the NBA. He's, he has a man's body already. He, and he got, yes, he's still athletic. he hasn't athletic even and, matured all the way yet. Either. No. He, he's just, like um, Jim Boeheim said this week, he's Charles Barkley with less fat. Yeah. And that's, the guy's just... A compliment. Oh, yeah. He's a beast. He's unbelievable. I got to watch him twice this week. I hadn't seen him ever play, and so I watched him against Syracuse, and then I watched him again last night against Virginia, and he's just dominant. He's awesome, and he's but some of the he's been playing heavy minutes because Duke's kind of injured right injured, now too, yep. so that maybe is affecting a little bit. But he's still dominating. Yeah, sure. No, it's he's it's he's going to be the story the rest of the year. Whether yeah, no matter as long as Duke is in it, he will be the story. Let's be honest. I'd be surprised if Duke did not win the, the title this year. I'd like to think that, but. College basketball is so three-pointer driven. You get a team hitting three-pointers, you can beat anyone, I think, on any given day. For sure. Virginia saw that last year when they got beat by a 16th seed. All it takes is a few shots. So, yeah, I would think Duke would be the heavy favorite going into the tournament. But Yeah, no doubt about that. I would think Michigan, Michigan State, Virginia. There's, it could be anyone. For sure. So but Right now, I mean, Tennessee might be ranked Tennessee, number Tennessee. I watched this. them yesterday, too. They're athletic. They, they're probably they get up and down. And, I mean, Rick Barnes is a great coach there, and so they're fun. Yeah, for sure. I don't, I don't see Tennessee. I don't, when I think of Tennessee, I don't think they're winning an NCAA tournament. Though. No. They've been, it seems like the Blue Bloods always come out. The Dukes, the North Carolinas, Kentuckys. 
one of them comes out on top. Yep. And I'm really just hoping the Big Ten's loaded this year. I'm hoping a Big Ten team yeah, can bring it. They've had a lot of runner-up performances, I feel. Michigan's at least twice I know Michigan's done it. And Wisconsin was one year. And so hopefully they can bring home a title. Bring home a national championship this year. I would definitely be happy with that. I know. But, um there's kind of been a little controversy though here with those Scotty Pippen uh comments about Zion, which it's a compliment to Zion, let's be honest. He it said is. uh he should just sit out the rest of the college season and get ready for the NBA because the man can't prove anything Because he can't else. do anything more, which, exactly. Which is true. I honestly would have no problem either way. With he could he sit out do. the rest of the year and he'd still be number one yep. pick without a problem. No doubt. And there would be a lot of, oh, do we question his heart for the game and do we love of the game? But they'd still take him number one. Yeah, he's by, by far the most talented. Not gifted. Athletic but he responded to those comments and said that's not happening. Yep. He which, said that'd be unfair to Coach K, unfair to Duke. And so, I do enjoy that, though, too. I, yeah, I want to see the kid play. Yeah, he's fun to watch. Great and I player. guarantee the NCAA would be freaking out if he sat out because yeah. that would be their season. And that's pretty much their main uh, advertisement right now. <laughs> it's their only advertisement. So. And it's actually for the first time people are actually talking about the NCAA regular season. I feel like college basketball comes around in March and everyone acts like they're an expert for three weeks. <laughs> and then it just disappears again. <laughs> You're not wrong Because it's not – the regular season just doesn't – like I watch the Hawkeyes, but the rest of the regular season just doesn't interest me that much. Because no, we know, I would agree. We know who's going. 64 teams are going to go. And then for three or four weeks out of this year, people tune in. But yeah, get So if they lost Zion, they'd be lost. I would agree. But And this is something we'll focus on more as we get towards March. Yeah, we'll probably – honestly, we'll probably uh, create a, a league where we're going to yep, invite – we'll be doing brackets. Invite all the viewers and uh, listeners. <laughs> Second time we've done that. Hopefully we have viewers by then. Yeah, but I'm, we're going to open up a, a, a league or whatever, a pool. Yep. And then – I mean, we might throw a what, like a ten dollar gift card to Hy-Vee or something. Yep. So, so it'll be just watch for look, that. As yeah, we get definitely. closer to March, we'll definitely be doing a bracket challenge. So just stay in tune for that. Funny story about that. I remember one time me and Eric did a bracket challenge at Hy-Vee. <laughs> Eric screwed it up. <laughs> Never forget that guy was our. I think it was our accountant. Yeah, he tried to tell us that he had North Carolina winning it, and Eric had him. So we had to it's, fix the bracket on the last day. It's because the dude doesn't know how to run a computer as an accountant, apparently. Which is really weird to me. So he had Eric enter his picks for him. Maybe that's why that store is closed now. <laughs> Gotta wonder. But I'll never forget that he called us up on the day of the national championship. He actually had North Carolina winning. So, yeah. So hopefully, we'll, I'll handle the practice. Maybe not let Eric touch it. <laughs> but I guess is there anything else you want to add on the college basketball scene? Oh, uh, no, that should be good. All right. Um, all right, let's move on to our next topic, I guess, then. Um, the little Cubs convention. Cubs con this weekend. All right, the Cubs convention, like we said, that's for anyone that doesn't know, it's kind of like the Comic Con, like or like any other convention. It's just for the Cubs uh, fan base and get all the players there, uh, former players, Hall of Famers, uh, the GMs, president, uh, owners. It's awesome. It's an awesome event. Yeah, it's basically just a hype event. It's hey, we're still in the middle of winter. Let's get ready for spring training. Yep. Get everyone hyped up again. Fans get all together. It's a fun time. Yep. But let's talk about the big news for the <coughs> weekend. Got overblown, let's be honest. But yeah, way overblown by the Cardinals. The uh, Ryan Dempster, who was a former pitcher for the Cubs, he was kind of having a... He's, it's a comedic event. Yep, he's uh, actually a stand-up comic. Yes. And uh, he had KB on there, Chris Bryant, and they were talking about places they wouldn't want to play ever in their professional careers. Well, yeah, got up, they got up going with Harper. Yep. And how Nelly was trying to recruit Harper to St. Louis. Louis. And then Chris Bryant says he would never want to play there just because St. Louis is boring. Which, let's be honest, it probably is boring. I think it's a, probably a horrible town. <laughs> but that's the thing that is funny to me. If the Cardinals had a fan event, their players would po- probably be saying the same exact well, things. And you got to take the context. I mean, 
it was late at night. It was like 10 o'clock. Probably had some drinks. Everyone was drinking. And it's just, it's a fun event. It's not a serious baseball conversation when Ryan Dempster's up there. No. It's meant to be funny. It's called like Comic Hour with Ryan Dempster. And of course, Brian's going to say things that get the fans going. Yeah, because it's a hype event. It's a hype event. It's going to rally his fan base. Yeah. And so you hear stuff like that at those events all the time. That's what they're for. For sure. Like, and there's a lot of fans there that aren't hardcore fans, and they just they want to cheer and go crazy, and that's going to get them going. Yeah. And then I, the Cardinals... I had no problem with the Cardinals. I, no, I thought it was hilarious. Even if a Cardinal player said that, I'd be okay. Oh, it's like, okay, it's a fan event. Yeah. But let me... The Cardinals kind of went off. They responded. They're, one of their relief pitchers, Brebia or whatever, he said, cry me a river, loser, to yeah. Chris Bryant. And then Yadier Molina... Who At his fan earlier. event. Yeah. He, and then he made an Instagram post and said, All-stars, elite players, and leaders of their teams do not speak bad about any city. There should be respect, and you should play and compete with respect. How many times do you need to say respect, I guess? Only stupid players and losers make comments like the ones made by Bryant and Dempster. Well, okay. Dem- First of all, Bryant's not a stupid player. He's probably one of the smartest players. He's MVP. Out there. He, he, he runs the bases. So The guy doesn't make stupid plays. And second of all, he's not a loser. No. He's won he's Rookie of the Year, MVP, World Series. College Player of the Year. His first four years. Minor League Player of the, the Year. The guy's a superstar. Yeah. And then I was reading some of the comments, too, just for fun. Oh. Somebody was saying something, and then Yachty came back. He's like, 16 years, two World Series. And I wanted, I was close to saying, like, Chris Bryant's four years, one World Series. Exactly. So let's see what happens by the or end Buster of the Or Buster Posey's won three. So it's just like, it's yeah. just give it up, Yachty. Yeah. And I think maybe some of it is because he's... On the decline, let's be honest. And it's almost like the Cardinals are insecure. Like, they're not... They were so used to being the champion and running that division. And so I think they feel insecure with the Brewers and the Cubs. And let's be honest. Teams making runs at them. 2015 NLDS, Cardinal Baseball died. Oh, the year that they... Kyle Schwarber hit that ball... 500 feet. Off the scoreboard or wherever he... <laughs> off... Yeah. That was the end of the, the scoreboard. That was the end of the Cardinals. Oh, As best know feeling that. ever. Oh, I'll never forget that day. Me either. And I've always said that the World Series was great and win the pennant. But that almost was better than all of that. Just... When we closed out that game against the Cardinals in 15 was just... I'll never forget Do you remember that, though? We are This is when me and Tim first like kind of met each other. It was like (laughs) our second or third month of knowing each other, probably. And we were listening to the game on the radio, and Baez had to start because Russell was hurt. Yep. And he hit that oppo jack off. Three-run homer. taco. They pitched to him. They never should have, and he hit a three-run homer. Off Lackey. Off Lackey. And we were going nuts back in the We ran out of the store going nuts. I'll never forget. An old lady looked at us like... What are you guys doing? And you were in Titus. Your brother was still working at the time. Oh, yeah. You like ran over to him and told him what happened. Funny story also from that day is I was upstairs ordering and Eric texts me, are you coming down? And I'm like, yeah, I'll come down. I come down. He's sitting in the dining room watching the game. And I said, okay, let's go. Or he said, I thought we were going back to work. He's like, do you want me to scoot over? And he had no intention of going back to work. And I remember I ended up watching the rest of the game at my brother's house, and Eric texted me and just said, just so you know, I'm not doing any work. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure before you left, though, you're like, all right, just be on the floor a just little bit. Just at least bit. be on the floor every once in a while. But I knew he wasn't doing any work. But, I mean, no, that was a great day. Yeah, that was awesome. But, but no, getting back to them, it's just, they're just so, they think, oh, I can't even tell you how much I hate the they, Cardinals. They can't stand that we're better than them. No, it really gets them that we're better than them. And it's going to be a race issue. They have a they really will. good team. They we'll got see. way better. But I still think we're better than them overall. Yeah, and we'll see what happens the rest of the offseason. Yeah, I mean, if they sign Bryce Harper, then obviously I'll think different. But yep. So we'll just see where it goes from there. Yeah, but I, that was just something we needed to touch on. It was just funny how overblown it got yeah. because it was a fan event. Yeah. It wasn't like he made the comments in the middle of the season or 
It was to a fa- it was a fan event to rally fans. Yep, for sure. But I guess let's kind of touch on the rest of the Cubs kind of a little bit. Did you happen to watch the the Theo Epstein? I did. Yes. A little bit. Yep. He said some really good stuff in that. I thought. Yeah. To me, it almost seemed like I read a cup. I saw one of his quotes where it almost seemed like he took responsibility for the budget. Yeah, he, he said we need to do a better job. Things didn't not, work out. Yeah, we kind of backed ourselves into a corner. It just seems like he took responsibility for where the budget's at. Which, let's be honest, the Hayward. He, the was, Hayward he was talking about Hayward, Chad, and Darvish. And, Darvish, so. and it, you can't say they haven't spent money. They have. They've done what they can. It's just probably not the best use yeah, of the money. Yeah. But, Especially with Hayward. But yeah. everyone wanted Hayward. I don't. I can't fault the yeah, guy for that. won a World Series with them, too. So Exactly. But... Yeah, it was it was a fun panel though. I one of the questions that stuck at, uh, stood out the most to me was a fan asked why has the off season been a lot slower? You know, the last, mm-hmm. this year and last year, and he had you could tell like he re- has been like talking to other GMs mm-hmm. and presidents or whatever, and he said the most reason is it's it's been a it's kind of a new breed of GMs in the past couple of years. A lot younger, you They're know, a lot smarter, more, a lot more analytical, analytic, yep, driven, um, and, and just say, another thing you touched on how important every dollar truly is and. Uh, baseball especially and I think they're like I was listening to Dan Patrick there he was talking about when is the last time one of these big contracts has worked has there ever been one I mean you look at Giancarlo Stanton he's still on the hook for 12 years there's no way yeah got a 15 year deal there's just no way that's going to work out in the end no or Hayward or look at Pujols yeah he's been getting paid he's like the worst player in baseball yeah it's just the big contracts are done yeah those days are over which Theo also touched on that too. He said, "Obviously, no, the collective bargaining agreement's coming to an end here, and it's going to it's going to be huge." Yeah. Yep. So he said the new collective bargaining will help a ton in the upcoming future, which yep. I makes sense. That's I really think sense. we're leading to a strike, though. I'd be really surprised if we don't have a work stoppage. Yeah. Eventually, just, over just this, how the whole contract because the players right. aren't ready to give up their big contracts. Nope. And neither the agents. And I think it'll eventually lead to a work stoppage. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And another thing Theo said, I, this was Theo and Ricketts said this throughout the week, and they touched on the whole Addison Russell situation. I really did thought, you see what Chris Bryant said too on that? No, I did not. I'll let you speak. But it was just really interesting how they said they actually talked to Russell's ex-wife. Yep. And she said she wanted to give him a second chance and give him some help. And they talked to um, domestic violence experts who said that you should get a second chance and help the person. Which, that says a lot about... Uh, Melissa Reedy is ex-wife. Exactly. Like, she, she's got to be a great person if she can. And it shows me on. that Ricketts and Theo aren't just oh we're just signed in for baseball. Yeah. They've done their homework. They've talked to the right people. And I think if he makes another mistake, they'll be done with him and He'll move be on. Cut loose. But I think they have done their and they do. They've talked to a lot of people the fans haven't seen. Yeah. And they've done their homework and they've done their research. And I really think they are holding him accountable. I would agree. And honestly, it, if if he, if they cut him, he'll. Sign with, Sign with someone, and he'll probably hurt someone else eventually. I mean, See, you got to get the guy help. Otherwise, he's just going to continue to abuse and hurt people probably. Yeah, I don't see – If you keep him in the same environment he's in now, yeah, you can at least, you know, know what he's doing and like – And like Rickett said – Show that you care yeah, about Yeah, said we celebrated him when he was a star, when he was helping us win games. So why wouldn't we be there for him yeah. at his worst moments? And so I, I really commend them for what they're doing. And we'll just see if it works out. And I know they're taking a lot of heat. Yeah. For keeping him, but... Which I'm, I hope it does work out, because not only for the Cubs organization, but for him as a person. And, and like I think it was David Kaplan said, it still is a business. And at the end of the day, as much as that stinks, it still is a business. And if they do cut him, someone would sign him yeah. right away. But 
I saw Chris Bryant was getting interviewed by some radio station here, and I liked what he said about the whole situation a lot. They were like asking, he's like, well, obviously, through this whole situation, you've had to have a lot of talks about it with your wife, because he's married yep. for the last couple of years, and your mom, and I don't, just like females in his mm-hmm. life. He's like, yeah, and then he was just saying about how, obviously, what he did was wrong, and he needs to get better as a person and do, make better choices, and he's there to help him, yep. you know, which is good around for a clubhouse to, uh, leader to exactly and then he also said somebody asked him a question about the thing to i can't remember the exact question he asked but he said you know addison so far said all the right things but someday he's gonna have to come up here and take these questions yep. head on which exactly i would expect the cubs and him to do that sometime. i would think first full workout in mesa he'll definitely have to address the media because yep. they're gonna want to talk to him and i think they can't hide him forever and so nope. he will Address the media, I would think, at some point. Yeah, which let's hope it all works out just for everybody's sake. Uh, him as a person. And yeah, obviously it's what, as a person, is where he needs the most help. Even if he never gets another baseball career going, he needs to get his life back on track because there's bigger things than baseball. Yep, and he's got three children. So and another, uh, probably, does he have one on the way or does he have three? I think the other one's born now. Okay. So he's got three children, so I hope he can, you know, raise them and be great human <laughs> At least beings. be in their lives again and yep. make a difference. But... Yeah, let's talk a little bit more about, uh, there was a panel with Javi Baez, Ben Zobrist, uh, Chris Bryant, and Contreras, and it was awesome, like, because you, know, you never know what kind of type of questions you're going to get, but no. one of the questions a kid asked was, what is the hardest thing about hitting? And Javi Baez instantly says, just hitting. Just hitting, yeah. <laughs> Which, let's be honest, hitting... Is the hardest thing to do in all sports. It probably is to hit a baseball coming 100 miles per hour. And then all the spinning crazy and, spins. And, and it looks different out of coming out of everybody's And you game. only have 60 feet, 6 inches to decide and what you're going to do with it. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. It's definitely a talent and only few people When you people see have. three, when you do three times out of ten as a success. Yeah. That's just. And not only put, you have to, not only you just put the ball in play, you got to. Get a hit somewhere. There's nine other people out there trying to catch it. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's so to see someone to hit 300 is pretty hard. Yeah, I would agree with that. So and then there was just some other good questions I liked. Uh, there, I guess the slogan for next year is everybody's in. A, we stuck um, with the slogan. I kind of feel about that. I was hoping we'd switch slogan to every game counts because of what happened this year. And we kind of saying. yeah. I was hoping they would go to every game counts, but. Maybe they're saving money on their budget. I don't know. Just go with don't the, have to take all the signs down. Yeah, there. probably. I can see that. But they're sticking with the everybody in, which is okay. But I would have liked. We've had a new slogan every year under Madden. We Are Good was my favorite one. We Are Good was that. That was 15, right? Yeah. And that was started by Mickey. Montero. Yep. He just said, we are good. On and Twitter, started, yeah. English is terrible. And it's <laughs> hashtag, we are good. Yep. And then 16 was, I don't remember what. I don't was, remember either. Let's look it up. No. That's Cup was 17. Yeah. And then last year was we, everybody in. Let me look it up here. And of course Madden had his 15 try not to suck. Yep. And then it morphed into we are good. (laughs) But yeah, I'll find that here, but let's keep chatting away. Um, Yeah. The funny thing I saw was, you you talked about it, was um, Schwarber dancing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He had no clue what he was doing up there. And that was at the kids' panel. Those, That kid panel gets out of control because it's just little kids asking questions. And somehow Schwarber started dancing. And I thought that was funny. Yeah, the, the kids up there were trying to teach him how to floss. Yeah. That's a huge 
dance. And also the kids, kids panel, they uh, I saw they called Anthony Rizzo, and he said he just FaceTimed got, him in. He FaceTimed. He said he just got off a like an eighteen hour flight or something. I looked like horrible, and Chris Brown's like, "No, you look pretty good." So yeah, it's funny they FaceTimed him in because that's his favorite event. He dominates the kid event. Yeah. And so it's funny that they were able to FaceTime him. Yeah, I would agree that the whole weekend just. An awesome event. And I've, I've been there before, and I would encourage anyone, if you ever get a chance, do it. Because the access you have to the players and owners and management, it's just, it's awesome. Definitely it's an experience. It's just being around other Cup fans. You're there with 10,000 other Cup fans. It's just a lot of fun. Talk to anybody and everybody. Yeah, you see and you autographs just, and pictures. Especially too. now in the Twitter world, you see all those people you follow on Twitter, and it's just fun. Yeah. But I guess at this point, we should, should we announce it? We are going. We'll be there next year. Hopefully podcasting live, Facebook and probably line, yeah. probably from all three days. Yeah, we're probably gonna in between segments probably go up to our hotel room and discuss what and we discuss it. Yep. So we'll definitely be broadcasting live from there. So we're pretty excited about that. Yeah, it's gonna be a great time. So, I'm, I've never been, and just from what I've heard from Tim and seen on Twitter, it looks like a great time. So we're still trying to find that slogan. I really want to find that. Yeah, I know that's Cub was seventeen. That's Cub was seventeen. Try not to suck was 15. Fly the W, that's not it. Well, that was 16, wasn't it? Fly the W. Actually, I think it was. Yeah, because that was the year that Kyle Schwarber had that sweet... Oh, that playoff. Oh, yeah. yeah. He had that playoff hype video. Yep, it was. And if fly we fly it hard, loud enough and oh, long enough... Sure. Maybe. Just maybe. Just maybe. maybe. And yeah, that hype Chills. video was just... I still watch that once in a while. It was just... Yeah, that was definitely fly the W. Yeah, for sure. And then we did get to fly it that final time. But Even Pat Hughes says that in his final call. There's never been a better time to fly the W. So true. But so, I guess anything else you want to talk about, Cubs Conwise? No, I just go. Everyone should go. <laughs> Do it. We'll be there next year. We will be there next but year. I guess while we're talking about baseball, is there any... I know you touched on it earlier, or to me anyways, big rumor or signing that you've well, heard? I just saw a video of Manny Machado wearing a White Sox hat. Him and his kid were hitting some baseballs today, and they were both rocking White Sox hats. And whether he's just trolling us, I feel like they've done that a lot this year, whether it's Harper or Machado. Or, I feel like they've been trolling us a lot, yeah. especially Harper. With his uh, base, the MLB The Show. Like, yeah, and some of the questions they ask him what his favorite food is. and he's, I feel like he's been trolling a lot. But maybe Machado's doing the same thing, but maybe not. His dad said it'll be the team you least expect. So, I mean, is he going to sign with the Miami Marlins? I mean, who knows at this point? I just we'll, I really have no clue. We'll find out soon, I hope. Well, we got to because, like, my dad, I was talking to him tonight. He said, we're less than 30 days away from pitchers and catchers. Yeah, it's coming. So they're not going to – there's no way Machado and Harper aren't signed by spring training. Yeah, it's coming. And there's a lot of other big – Keuchel still out there. Kimbrell's still out there. Pollock. A lot of good players. Moustakis. There's just big-name players waiting to be signed. Yeah. We, so, hopefully I mean, it just, gets rolling. It's going to have to be a rush here in, like, a week. So it'll be, be fun. For sure. But And I, I'm just going to touch – I the Cubs are not doing anything. It's just they're not. He's on the record to say. I this am year. on the record. We will not sign Bryce Harper. We'll not sign Manny Machado. Not signing Kimbrel. No. We'll get a couple weak relievers, and that's all we're doing. Whether you disagree with it or agree, it's not happening. So <laughs> I guess we'll find out. All the reports can go to bed. I mean, at this point. Yep, as Timmy said, they're not getting Harper. So I guess we'll find out. But he's officially off the bandwagon. But I guess let's move on to our next. And final uh, segment for the night. Uh, since the NBA All-Star voting ends um, tomorrow, actually, I saw, we're just going to give our, our list of uh, two guards and three front courts for the Western and Eastern Conference players. Okay, you want to start with the West? 
Yeah, let's start with the West, uh, since that's by far the better conference, let's be honest. <laughs> so I'll give mine. This might be a little controversial on a few, but I hate Steph Curry, so I'm not putting him on my team. <laughs> He's an all-star, though. True, but... Man. Best shooter the game's ever seen. Yeah, but this is my all-star okay. team, so stay away. You stay away, <laughs> that's fine. All right, I got my boy Westbrook playing the point. James Harden as my two. Uh, I got LeBron, or no, I got PG playing the three. LeBron playing the four. And the Durant at the five. So you're going real small. Real small. We're no big man whatsoever. We're going to get up and run and down the court and shoot threes and let LeBron play point center if he has to sometimes. He could do it. Oh, yeah. If anyone could agree with LeBron. And then, Tim, you got your Western Conference team figure out? Yeah, why not? All right, let's hear it. So I got Harden. Obviously, I hate the man. <laughs> Can't stand him, but he's obviously an all-star, even what he's doing, even when he shoots 100 times a game. Um, then I got Curry because, like I said, he's the best shooter the game's ever seen, and he just belongs in the all-star game, even though you're a hater. Yeah, I am. But... Then I put Anthony Davis in there because he needs some size. He needs a true center, and I just think he's awesome. He and is awesome. Obviously, I have LeBron as well because he's made that Lakers team. You look at the Lakers without him, he's definitely an all-star. Yep. And then got Durant, one of my least favorite players, but... Gotta have him, unfortunately. He's just killing it. So you gotta have him in there as well. Yep. Um, my team's definitely better, but we'll. <laughs> your team would get ran off. Who's guarding oh Anthony Davis god. on your team? KD would shut him KD down. KD could not. Oh, he dunked all over him. Oh my god. He dunked in his face. Oh, here we go. Here we go. But yeah, let's move over to the Eastern Conference side of the the NBA. This one's a little a little harder than I thought it would be, honestly, but. Um, my guard position, I'm going to go with a two-guard, uh, two uh, point-guard lineup. Kyrie's a little bit of a, co- a combo, but i got Kyrie Irvin starting. And then i got Kemba Walker. He's been unbelievable this year. Been stroking it, pretty much carrying a terrible Hornets team, let's be honest. And then i got Kawhi Leonard at the three, which he's been great both ways. And Toronto loves him up there. He's been awesome. Everything they've hoped for. And then got the Greek Freak at the four. He's... Like I said, probably MVP, if not second, in the MVP voting. So, And then I got uh, Joel Embiid at the five spot just because he's putting up great numbers and helping that team win a lot of games up there. That's for sure. But what do you got, Timmy? Well, first of all, the Greek is freak is not second in the MVP. He is the <laughs> MVP. There's just no doubt about it. I don't care what you say about Harden and whatever, but <laughs> the freak is the MVP. He's got the Bucks at like 37 and 12. He's the MVP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just will be much celebration on this podcast when the MVP is announced <laughs> when the Bucks are playing for the NBA championship. Oh wow! So we talked about that last week. I had we did. Um, so I yeah, pretty much the same teams. We have one difference. I have Kyrie, obviously. Instead of Kemba Walker, I'm going with Victor Oladipo. I, I just, was close to. Him I love too. Oladipo. Loved him in Indiana. Loved him when he was on the Thunder. Just big fan of his, and he's just fun to watch. Really carrying that Pacer team. Yep, for sure. So, and then obviously we have the same. The Greek Freak. I got Embiid. Can't stand Embiid. I think he's a yeah. diva and drama. He and, is a little bit, but good player. I'll talk a little bit about what happened yesterday. I think Westbrook overreacted to he, that call. He did probably. He did hammer him though. He did hammer him, but I don't think he meant to do it. Yeah, it was a good. I would call. agree, but he did hammer him. They, they have some history. Yeah, there's no love lost there. That's for some sure. History helped. And then. Know. Um, I obviously have Kawhi. Kawhi. Yep. He's been awesome. I would agree. It's it's a, it's tough on both sides, but those are definitely the And the only one I think I maybe excluded from the West is the Joker. Yeah. And I think he belongs in an all-star be game just with his passing and the way he plays. It's fun to watch. Yeah. But that's my would be my one exclusion I think that I left off. He will definitely be on the team, though. 
We uh, we just did. Stars oh, he'll definitely be us. He'll definitely be us. And they're actually live drafting this year. I saw. Yeah, which actually be, be on TV. That's gonna be fun to watch. Which who do we know is the top two vote getters? Yep, is is uh, captain and captain. I'm trying to see if I can see who those are. Right it now. was uh, Greek Freak was one of them. I think. I thought he was. And I feel like who was this other one? Was it Durant? And maybe it was Curry. Because as of on January 10th, it was. LeBron and the Greek Freak. Which it might be that. And Anyways. So it'll be interesting to see them do a draft on television. It'll be fun. Yeah. And like we said, tomorrow's the last day. So if you are listening on Monday, the what? The 21st? Yeah, 21st tomorrow. Make sure you get your NBA ballot in because that's a great event and it's a lot of fun to It's a great weekend. Watch that. Yeah. With the three-point sure. contest and the dunk contest. And yeah. They could do away with the rookie sophomore game, I think. Yeah, but it's not the best. The rest of the weekend's fun. Yep. But... Get those ballots in if you haven't, and uh, they'll be announcing that soon. So, is there anything else you want to add to the NBA? Oh, uh, no, I think that covers it. Yeah, I would agree with that, Timmy. So, I guess that kind of leads us to uh, wrapping up, but it looks like. All right. Well, first, I just want to say thanks, you know, for everybody for the follows and listens and supporting us so far. Like we said, the support's been awesome, and I couldn't have been happier with how the first two oh, episodes have been. For gone. sure. It's been a lot of fun. We just love doing it. So, just. Thank you for the support and keep listening. Yeah, and you know, tell a buddy, tell your mom, tell your best friend, tell tell anybody, tell your garbage man about us. We yeah. appreciate Spread it. Spread the word. Yep, and you know, share us on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. You know, that helps us out a ton. And, yep. But uh, I guess once again, uh, we said at the beginning, but uh, our Twitter is at Corn Sports. Our Instagram is Corn Fed Sports One, and our Facebook page is www.facebook.com backslash Corn Fed Sports One. And like we always say, if you ever have any topics you want us to discuss or thoughts, or just let us know on any of those, or send us a text as well. Yep. And right now we're at 100. Before the episode, we were at 174 followers on Facebook, and we're trying to get to 200 by the end of the month. So if you which, know anyone, it'd be great to even get it done this week. So if you know anyone, tell them to give us. a Give us a like. Yep, it would be much appreciated. So I guess, is there anything else you want to add there? Nope, another great episode, and we'll look forward to talking to you next week. Yep, uh, everybody have a great week, and I guess you know what time of that means. You've been corn-fed. Officially corn-fed.